What's up, peons? This is Matt. Welcome back to the Bad Christian Podcast. We thought we'd kick you an extra episode today because we're having a good time. Toby and Joey and I and Reaver together hanging out. We're releasing a bunch of new Emory music. We have a song called Safe that's on Spotify now and Facebook, and there's been a lot of response to it. So we're going to talk a little about what that song is. And then also we're going to play you an episode from a private BC club only so you guys can get a taste from what that is. So go check out the new Emory song this episode and open up a tab at thebcclub.com and hear what we're up to in the private feed over there and see if, you know, you might want to come join us. All right, let's do it. Oh, hell yeah, God showed up. I don't give a shit what I put in my body. You don't ever fucking talk to me that way. <laughs> so if you've never done oral, then you're extrovert. No, girl, it's my pleasure. I, I showed my dad my penis when I was 25 years old. You don't get more honest than that. Three, two, one. It's the bad. That bad, bad. It's that new bad. Bad Christian. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How y'all doing? What's up? Did y'all ever, when we started, think maybe you should uh, do have a radio voice? I kind of thought that. Like, yeah. I, I thought maybe I should be a little deeper. And when I talked, you know, <laughs> that's, right. that's all I ever knew. Even podcasts for me, they were real, but I always thought, okay, when you are on the mic, you need to, you know, because also when I'm the front man of Emory, I go, how y'all doing tonight? You know, I talk like that. Yeah. yeah. You know, because I'm, I'm trying to yep. preserve my voice and also be loud and others, I talk a certain way, but. I think that's the defining thing about podcasting is not the medium itself. Like it is not, when people talk about why podcasting is cool, it's not really the medium because you can do whatever anyway. Like that's come right. and gone. The thing that podcasting is important for is getting to hear people talk the way they normally talk. That's basically what it is. Yeah, it's the first time when you get to hear people just talk how they talk or closer yeah. to it. Yeah, and so that is the special thing about podcasting is not voice of God and that, and some people use podcasting that way and that's not wrong. But it shows you when people really talk about podcasting, they mean you know. When you get to hear what somebody's really like, which is super cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. You guys doing well? Very School well. School good for the kids and everything? Georgia has not been in trouble one day. <laughs> wow. She, since the first day, she's been in better She has and conformed. Better. That's right. So she, she has already, conformed. Yeah, she's conformed to the system. Well, I've been at the soccer fields lately. Oh, God. <laughs> and I've, I, I'm t- I, I want to ask you all this, though. Like, do you think that uh, what... How will we reflect on these names this time in like twenty years? Like because we've taken a huge departure from John, uh, Joshua, Joe, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Jamie, all these J Tom, names, yeah. and Robert, and all this. I, I mean, I cannot tell you how many parents I heard shouting, "Go Wheeler! Oh, <laughs> Come yeah, on, yeah. Wheeler! <laughs> Wheeler! Go, go, go!" And, <laughs> and uh, Wheeler, you have. I can't find my notes. Oh. Here we go. Uh, Sully is another Sully big is one. Yep. Yep. From Monsters, Inc.? Yep. His name's Sully Sullivan. Sully. Yep. And then probably the most popular soccer name out there right now is Fielding. Fielding? Fielding. Yep. Fielding. It's, so it's it, are we already past the generation of Declans and stuff? Yeah, what about Braden? Braden, Jaden, and Caden? Braxton. Yeah, we're getting more progressive. <laughs> wow. I, I, I see these names as like the new 1920 names. You know what I'm saying? Like Theodore and yeah. Halver and Belvedere. It's like, 
here's another unique branch where this I don't think it's gonna last. I think people are gonna go back to the solid names like William. Well, but, we're we're uh, the thing right now that's that drives me crazy is not just the cutesy names, but just every alternate form of a name that prohibits you from possibly getting it right. And then the person being angry at it that you didn't get it right. <laughs> you know, Leslie, L-E-S-L-E. Like, you're oh, going to get it wrong, right. and they're going to be mad when you do. Right. That's, that's really irritating. Right. Like, it's fine to have a weird name or an alternate name, but you can't get mad that people don't inherently know what it is. Yeah. Or expect them to know or get it right. That's the, yeah. the part that drives me crazy. I think what, what really surprises me is just the huge volume of people naming their kids this, <laughs> I thought there would be more people saying, well, I'm not doing that. You know, just pay, basically, I'm not conforming to those names, but everybody's fine with naming their son Jackson. That's got to be the most popular name of the last five years is Jackson. <laughs> well, You would the pr- think the that they would just is, back off. The problem is they think they're new and inventive and clever, but just lots not of people anymore. are having the same idea uh, at the same time, and then you realize later everybody was having the same unique idea as you, and it wasn't yeah. unique. Th- this really basically. happened to me the other day. Uh, this is uh, it's, It makes me feel terrible, but because of the way <laughs> names are, I promise you there was an Amber Alert. And uh, you know they do an Amber Alert. I don't know what the ages are. How how old is an Amber Alert kid? Is it, it just is, means kid, as yeah. far as I know. I'm sure there's a limit, um, but, but it said Amber Alert in Tennessee, whatever. And I thought they were saying this little girl's name was Amber. No, oh, Kia Optima White. <laughs> you thought the person. I thought name her was name Kia. was Kia Optima White, <laughs> but that was the car. That was the car that Kia she was White, yeah. middle name Optima. Know, Kia, little Kia. I, in my mind, I promise you, I went little Kia. I hope that's not. You know, I hope they find her. I, was, <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh. They meant the vehicle. I, I promise you, I totally read it as they gave her. I was like, the full name, huh? Kia Optima White. And Odyssey got missing last week. <laughs> Little Sienna. Little Sienna. My, Sienna's little gone. Toyota Sienna, boy. <laughs> got to get her right. But I, that's, that's what I'm saying. And you're right. The other thing that does bother me, if you, I don't understand the, the letter change of keeping a name. Like, it's just it's, people need to be unique. I know, but okay. it just makes I mean, it harder. It, and like, like, our whole life should be trying to, isn't that what computers and everything is about, making things more efficient? Why would you want to make it harder? Like when we when we talk about AI, I was thinking uh, one of the the biggest things about AI that will make them want to destroy humanity is our language. It's so <laughs> vague and hard to understand. Like the immediate thing they'll do is get rid of English, right? You know, or if, if English is the main oh, that's language, hilarious. Now, you know what I mean? They're gonna they're gonna be this so they won't be able to. Ha- it'll be the worst. It's a waste so of the time. Co- the computers take over, and it'll be the same argument we use right now. Hey, you want to live in America? No more Spanish. You got to learn English, right? So the, as soon as the computers are like dominant, they'll be like. Speak binary, motherfucker. Right, exactly. No, no more of that crazy human language. If you learn our language, you want to stay up with it. AI's racist as fuck. But it's, it's really true. Like, they're going to get rid of it. Like, all this stuff that we're doing to, in the name of art or creativity, which is silly. Like, it doesn't actually add to that at all. It just adds to more confusion. It, it wears me out. Where that's I don't even know. Human, that will actually be humans. Our whole world probably will shift into things of uniqueness and meaning only. Anything yeah. that doesn't need to be... Like, that will be our job, is to define things that matter that are new. Right. That's, that's what we will do, and all the work will be done by the machines. I I mean, hope, that'd be, I hope that'd be a true. good case scenario, where we're further defining things to be meaningful, like mashups of four types of art with unique names, and then we... You know, st- we'll invent the things that are important that don't matter to anybody right now. And that's what we will occupy our, our time with. And yeah. use the machines to help with and whatever. That would be the ideal situation. Or they'll 
make us con- conform to machine standards, which would be a <laughs> disaster nightmare. Uh, re- real quick, uh, just circling back on the names, do you know how unique it would be nowadays to to give birth to a little girl and say, we're going to name her Amy? Do you know how unique that would be? People would be like, whoa, Amy. I haven't heard that uh, one in a long time. Now, as far as for a newborn... You don't know how unique that would be? Someone born in 2018, they have the name Amy. That's extremely unique. <laughs> I, I mean, you can look it up. I doubt it's extremely unique. <laughs> Reba, if you don't mind, look that up sometime uh, during this episode when you get a break. and we'll, Or, or we'll look up most popular it. girl name of 2018. Amy ain't coming up. Um, the most one of the, popular is a long way from extremely unique. One of the funniest things that happened, you know, Jess doesn't, re- my wife Jess, she doesn't really make mistakes. But this one I saw happening and I, I was like, I was trying everything I could to get her out of it. So, we had moved to uh, Missouri, and we're making friends and all this stuff. And uh, this is years ago. shows you how long ago she, my wife makes mistakes. Um, but my dad, when we had Ruby, he said, you got to name her Kelly Nicole. My dad <laughs> loved that name. I was like, what in the world are you talking about? We're going to name our kid whatever. He goes, uh, my dad, this shows you how crazy he is. He says, T- don't you understand that everything, if, if you name her Ruby, you got Toby, Gary, your brother Tommy, Ruby. I said, Dad, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, no, Kelly. It's different. That's what he said. But anyway, so uh, that's great. So we, no, were just, Kelly. we were hanging out with our friends there. Uh, and, we, and Jess was just talking to this lady at this, uh, we were grilling out with the church or whatever. And she was just talking. She said, yeah, it was so crazy. I mean, she was the lady was commenting on Ruby's name. And she was like, yeah, we just loved it. It's so funny. Toby's dad, he was, was just set on naming her uh, Kelly Nicole. Just like, and we we're like, no, we're going to name her. We're not going to name her Kelly. And I was sitting there watching it because that lady's name was Kelly. And Jess was just going, we're not going to Kelly. Stupid name and, Kelly. And, and I can see Jess. Is, can we be? I saw as Jess was saying it, it sprung into her mind. She's like, oh, but you're Kelly and it's it's okay. I actually like the name. Just not, you know. And I was like, I, I just tried to make a joke. more than he was being pushy than that's right, a terrible It was, it was name. all about him, nothing about the name. In fact, I kind of liked it. But if he wouldn't have said it, we probably would have named her that. See, it's, I, you know, I would go so far as to say Kelly would be a very unique name to name your daughter today. I would I be. Think so. I'd be so interested. What do people? What sort of picture do people have of your dad right now? You know what I'm saying? Like the the stuff that you've shared about your dad. He's actually a really great, nice, smart man. But I think people are like Dad. Toby's dad. Oh, is, just, well, I mean, it's just that Southern dad mentality right. for sure, for sure. <laughs> but but speaking of too, um, the. AI and, and how everything gets convoluted and people think about art and what it's going to look like. Speaking of words, you know, uh, Joey, we got a, an album that's coming. And I we're know. Putting, we're putting out songs. I know. Matt, how many songs we got out now? We're trying, to, we're trying to get people. Well, we did two. Um, I'll, I'll tell you about them, but we did two on s- singles. So there's the Is This Real Life and the single Safe we put out. And then last... Which people love. Earlier this week, we did the one... I can't even remember the whole damn name of the Clarksville volleyball. Two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Gay is okay. That one um, we did on the podcast earlier this week. So there's three songs that people have heard yeah. so far. If you want to hear about that song and the actual real title, go back and listen to that episode. I get so sentimental when I listen to Emory because, first of all, it's I'm just amazed of how good the band has become. But I, I feel like Emory. Bad Christian and all of that was was birthed a long time ago, mm-hmm. and so when I listen to it, it makes me feel sentimental in a way of not only am I proud of you guys, but I feel part of it. Mm-hmm. Like well, I, you're on I the Wikipedia, Wikipedia page. I, I feel a part of it, 
And when I listened to the song about, I, I think it was originally written for Devin's mom, but obviously a tribute to Devin and Matt's mom. And my, I, I don't right. know how that, that came that about lyrically. That song is called Safe, and it's on Spotify now. It's the one we have a, a, like a, a lyric video with some photos of my mom and Devin's right. mom in it. Yeah, right. And that's out. Yeah, right. Now. right. It, I mean, I, just, I mean, Matt won't say this either. That song's really heavy. And he doesn't really want to talk about it because it, it is a heavy song. And right. I think it almost probably one of the reasons why I think it caught you off guard because Devin wrote that song and the lyrics, and I understood it immediately. And oftentimes you separate yourself or uh, from the lyrics and the music, and then you put it all together after everything's together. Yeah, I don't really listen. Right. You, to don't, you don't listen to it as. I've, well, this, like the, like the way I listen to our music is, oh, this guitar part's really awesome, and all oh, these lyrics are really, like I look at the whole thing. Matt goes, oh, this guitar part is good. This is this thing. Oh, that's the lyrics. I'll check that out later. This, or, you know, I need to get this done. He's thinking about that. He's thinking about the whole picture, but in a different way that I do. I'm listening to it for enjoyment, inspiration, emotion. Matt is thinking of it in a logistics way. Yeah, well, yeah, I think I true. think it's the best song like Devin's ever yeah. written. I really the do. best song Devin's ever written. Ever written. And I also, I was so proud because I know this sounds cheesy and I am cheesy, but Toby's background vocals are so, as normal, so heartfelt. And I was like, he's singing for his friend's mom. Like, I'm just like, that's just special. Yeah, no, it it is. And so we, when that, I'm doing all the break it down episodes uh, of, of a bunch of these songs. And I was going to do the one last week. I was like, okay, which song is out and whatever. And Reva says, well, safe, you could do something on that. And I was like, I don't know about that. Because the obvious thing to do is get Devin on, talk about that song, and then talk about the lyrics. Because yeah. it'd be pretty silly to, to not do that. And I decided I just couldn't, couldn't do that. Like, right. And it's not – I have a decent chance of maybe explaining it here in this lighter and shorter environment without it turning – because it's not that I'm afraid to be vulnerable or go there or something. It just – I cannot imagine dragging through an hour podcast of having to do that. I don't think I could do it. I mean, I'm sure I would cry and fall apart and all that kind of stuff. I only watched the video once. I didn't watch the second revision of it. I don't think I can do that. Right. And the reason that it's so hard... What's the best place for people to go see that, by the way? It's on YouTube YouTube tomorrow. It's on Facebook right now. And it's on Spotify right now. But the reason why it's so, so hard is... uh, I mean, really, if you think about the way I process things and emotion, this, this will make a little bit of sense. Like Toby's saying, when I'm listening to a song, at any given time, I'm listening to something in the song. Yeah. And I am not listening to the whole song almost ever. I mean, there's very few times when I just listen to a song. I'm, I'm hearing the notes on the bass and which ones are chord tones and non-chord tones on this pass or for these four measures. Then I'm analyzing the drum beat. on, Or I'm listening to the guitar tone throughout i mean I'm, there's something that i am listening to if i'm listening to music yeah. and it means that i am not listening to the other things or i may be paying attention to a combination of things but there's something that is gripping my attention when i'm listening to music and is almost never solely what is the lyrical meaning that part i if i've listened to the song a thousand times i often still have no clue what the lyrics are right whether it's a song i like or not and then ultimately there are times when I decide to listen to lyrics or pay attention to, or I've listened to a Dave Bazan so many times, the song that I like, that I then begin to notice, start to notice the lyrics. Yeah. This one, I'm just now getting through the recording part and the guitar part, and I r- vaguely know what the song's about, but I haven't even listened to the lyrics hardly yet, right. or I haven't processed them as meaningful at all. And I'm starting to do that, and then I finally hear the f- finished song when the song's mixed and everything, and it makes me just cry. Like yeah. I'm walking around my neighborhood listening to the final mixes, which I'm 
several times during that phase, I feel like crying or I do cry yeah. just because it's so exciting to, to hear it all together, apart from the meanings of the songs. It's right. just a peak experience for me, and I feel all this stuff all at once when this album is finally done. Yeah. This particular song, way beyond that, and the, the thing that is so hard about it is... And I'll get through that. I can do this. The thing that's so hard about it is that my mom was such a big part, you know, of right. like the whole thing, like her encouragement. You know, the whole thing, is, it doesn't happen without her. Right. I mean, no, I don't mean that against anybody else, but none of this. Right. None of any of it. Yeah. Um. She's also really close with Devin. Like his own relationship with her is meaningful. Right, right. So... And then to have to talk to Dev, I mean, the song already will make me, cry. you know, it's just, there's just too, it's, it's just too many layers of meaning to, there's just no, it's just, right. just can't, I can't even, I mean, it's not, I'm not afraid of it, right? but it just, I, I can tell you those are the things. And then I start to, I mean, there's just, I can't go any far. I'm not scared to it just, it's a, it's like a seat. It's just a seizure. It's just too much, too yep. many. There's not. You can't go there. I can't. There's not a way. There's not work. I can't go in. The words break down, and it's just that's the end of it. So I can sit there and cry if I try to say words, but the, the words will stop, and then it'll just be me crying. So yeah. there's nothing else. To, there's nothing to do there. Yeah. But that it's so stacked. The amount of meaning in it from the music I got to part create, and the you know, and then the it's just my goodness. You couldn't right. find a more meaningful thing, but it's also relatively unprocessable. For right. Me right. At the same time. Yeah, and it's just insane the close proximity of y'all's mom's passing. And yep. I mean, I, I I remember your mom. And then the, the and, lyric video has damn pictures of them. Right. I had to call my dad right. and get pictures. Him. Where, to that's figure. what I was going to ask you too. Have you talked to your dad about? Has he seen it? He sent the pictures. I know, but has he seen the video? Does I he don't understand? Know. You don't. You don't want to know. I maybe. mean, I don't. I, I don't. You want to have that conversation with your dad? No, I don't want to have that You want to call and say, hey, did you see the video? I'm sure he'd like it, and I'm sure somebody will show it to him. Right. Have fun. Good. It'll be whatever. Toby was... I don't want to talk to him about it, though. No. (laughs) Yeah, Toby was there. Your your mom and dad were walking through the cemetery, leaving the memorial service after it was over. You are trying to. For Devin's... Affect Matt. No, I'm good. I'm good now. I'm saying that one thing was hard for me to say, and I'm good now. For uh, the memorial service for Devin's mom, we talked to your parents as they were leaving, and it is so surreal of a thought for them to dialogue between one another and with Ma- with Toby and I as far as it's just so tragic. It just shouldn't happen to anybody at this point. Right. And just four months right. later. I mean, so the last time you saw my mom was her being extremely confused that Joyce Shelton had died. Right. At her at Joyce yeah. at, we were at mom's, Dev's funeral, mom's funeral. You saw my last mom. Time I saw right. your mom. When y'all were both bewildered together about such right. a thing. And right. then that was the last time you saw her. Yeah. Right. Until you know, then her funeral yeah. was four months later. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, that that is a thing I don't like thinking back to. That was the last time I saw your mom. And right. and you're right. I mean, that's that's one of the things that is so crazy about it is how influential I mean, both your mom. Devin wouldn't be here without his mom. Those lyrics are the same thing. Like she uh she thought Devin was everything. Like Devin was the golden child. She believed it. She believed in Devin. She loved Devin. He was like that. One of the biggest, brightest spots right. of her life right. was Devin, and he knew that, and it helped right. encourage him and helped him to to think things and try things and do things. Even though she did play it safe, she stayed at home. She did this. She she prepared or did stuff or worried or whatever. I mean, you know, this isn't. Uh, 
it, it's just it is crazy how uh, much those people really do affect you. It really is. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, if this is another, this is something that's interesting too. And this is how I knew that I couldn't really do more than that or a podcast episode about it. When Devin's solo album came out, and he had a song on there, it was the hidden song or the last song or one of those songs that was about his mom and dying. Yeah. It was after his mom died, before my mom died. Yeah. And I had him on Break It Down then. And when I, wanted, I tried to talk about that song, and I almost started crying yeah. on that because of a similar thing. And that's before my mom died. Right. That was just him with another song that alluded to something about that, and I found that to be right beyond the limit of what I can r- really access. So you can only imagine now that it's this song yeah. that I got to write on and be a part of, and it's about, you know, involves my mom, and my mom is, I mean, that's just, yeah. just, just crazy. So yeah. that should add some layers if anybody wants to go watch it. I dare you to watch it and know that I can't even handle the song. And then that should help other people cry when they right. when they see it. that's this it's, this one yeah. isn't like it's got this one's just all the meanings all stacked up on it. It should be moving to anybody. I mean, if you don't like the musical style, fair enough. Right. But you're right. Even that layer of Toby, you're saying it's like he's got our backs, and right. I mean, that's just how. Right. You know, it's crazy. It's it's like Toby, you're gonna sing that passionate and heartfelt about it's not that. even your mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, yeah. I get it. Yeah. I mean, it makes complete yeah. sense that you would, but it's like. It's like precious. And when you're singing the vocals, what percentage of the time are you accessing the meaning in general? I think uh, the most powerful line to me is, even when the sky was falling, you covered me instead. That one, and that's like the most emotional it got. And I mean, I'll even be honest, Devin sings so pretty and can sing so pretty high, and I can't. Like, I, I tried to sing that in a way because there was a little bit of me like, man, this song's about Devin's mom, Matt's mom, maybe, or, you know, at least at that point, Devin's mom for sure is Devin's lyrics. And I was like, I, I want to honor her and I, I want to sing the best I can. And then when I tried to hit those notes, I was like, this isn't it. Like I, I did a whole version that was softer. Even when the sky was falling down. Yeah. You know, I sang it really softly. You want me to quit singing? You, huh. you were shaking your head like you want me to stop. No, I was eat I shit. Was, no, eat shit. <laughs> I'm having a moment here. Just kidding. Um, so, but it didn't do it justice. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go full out, even if my voice cracks, because that is very vulnerable for me. Uh-huh. There are parts in that song where I think, am I even singing good? Like it might. It sounds so raw. My voice is actually literally breaking up. And after I heard it, I was like, I my heart kind of. I got a little bit of goosebumps and stuff because I was like, oh wait, this captures way more than what I was like. It's the thing of I was singing, and it can be beautiful, and it's falling apart. That right. vocal line is falling. Ah, you know, it turns into just a scream. Right. And so uh, that that's why I ended up leaving it because I thought this captures the moment and that lyric and everything so much more deeply. And even even if it makes me feel a little uncomfortable, because I was like, I hope the guys maybe don't like it because it I don't sound as pretty and as beautiful as Devin's voice right now. But it actually works in. Yeah. That's one of the best things about Emory I've always thought is how great Devin and I's voice work together. I have my kids completely convinced at this point that Toby and Devin are probably, I'd say they're probably the best vocal dual, dual uh, team in the whole world. In the whole world. <laughs> and, and at that impressionable age, you're like, wow. Toby and Devin, that's the best combo in the whole world. <laughs> Man, we blew it. It could have been the Devin and Toby show, and we had to add stupid Matt. And, oh, God. 
Well, if without me, I mean, it's not like all of your demos are magic without a little bit of, of some help from me. Well, right? before, like, I mean, think well, about there's songs that didn't make this record. That's true. Yeah. Well, I we actually have several songs that didn't make the record, but it was. I mean, part of it too was they just didn't feel like when you come back with a song like "Safe" or uh, you know "Gay's Okay." We're talking about homosexuality and and what that looks like, yeah. you know. And uh, I mean, even uh, is this the real life, a dream world? But some of the lyrics, some of the lyrics that I wrote for songs too were a little bit more current. Um, I mean. It, I guess I can even grab a guitar. I mean, if you want to show them some songs. That, I mean, it might be fun. You think the listeners will think it's fun to? I, I can just play a little bit yeah. of a couple songs that didn't quite make it on the yeah. record. They were really close. Um, now this one here, this first one that I'll show you, um, and I'll kind of move down the mic here so I can play on it with the guitar. This first one is very current to the situation. It's about uh, you know sexuality in today's America and what it looks like and and how crippling it can be, how dangerous it can be, how we still want that connection, but even with our leadership, church, politics, all that stuff, it, it's really dangerous. You don't know who you're dealing with. Wow, so, that's not a heavy yeah. topic. Yeah. Yeah, the whole, I mean, everything we were shooting for was kind of meaningful yeah. song, so. All right, here's this one. Kavanaugh, what did you do to make those women <laughs> run from you? Can't you please just tell the truth about your past discretions? Kavanaugh, it seems to me, your wiener was plain to see. Will our Supreme Court become a mockery from all your past directions? Yeah, y'all see that one's just kind of current and... Yeah, I mean, the only reason I didn't make the album is I could, we couldn't think of a, like a good beat. Right. It was hard to come up with percussion for right. it. It just didn't, which I but, had a bunch of different <laughs> ways. And, yeah, and so... It was on point otherwise. Right, yeah, it was It was right there. Yeah. I mean, it was going right after safe. Right. And, but, uh, you know, but and also it felt a little current. We were kind of telling some stories from it our would, past. Yeah, I mean, you, who knows if that... Is, so you do know. you vote these down or does everybody else? We give it to everybody. Okay. But we usually let Josh Head decide which ones right. should go on the record right. and shouldn't. Yeah. You know, so... Uh, I might need a second here. That one, yeah, we worked on that one for a little while and just thought it could be, uh, it, we thought, you know, it could have really helped a lot of people. Yeah. So it was, it was too bad to have left it. I mean, maybe it influences the Supreme Court, you know. Yeah. No, like, I, it could I, have I, had a, an impact. So the legacy of the song, we thought, had a good opportunity. Yeah. But again, we just couldn't get the drum beat. Oh, B-Sides. Yeah. B-Sides so we, couldn't, we couldn't quite get the drum beat. All right, this out, one, but, uh, this is one that also didn't make it. And it's not as... Uh, necessarily current, but it is in the political realm of what actually is working within our democracy. Like, what are we striving for? What are we trying to do? What are we trying to achieve? What could work? What couldn't work? And so that's mm-hmm. kind of what this one is. And like I said, the other ones are relational, so we didn't know if totally this fit, but... Um, don't know if socialism will work. I often think those people are jerks, but I... I'm only a white guy. <laughs> the problem seems who will pay for it. That's where it all turns to shit. But I am only a middle class since gender Caucasian white guy. <laughs> so it just, yeah. I don't totally know. Yeah. And well, it was hard to say cisgender. And do it right. right. You know what I mean? I want to do that passionately. I want to sing, sis, even there, I kind of slipped up on the words. It's hard. I think you may need Devin. You might need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More, yeah. That one I was thinking is more of a Matt and Toby song. So we did, Yeah, we did, that's true. Like, that's we'll true. May, may, may still put that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It uh, just and, didn't. and there's one last one that I actually am, I mean, I, we're all about transparency. I'm mad at Matt. Matt kind of knocked this one down and said, no, he just didn't feel comfortable with it. 
And part of it was he didn't want to go, you know, we have never had cussing on a Emory record. One of the songs on this new record, though, is called, people always ask me, will you ever cuss on an Emory song? You'll find out. But we had never had cussing on an Emory record. And uh, and this one has a word, but I just thought it fits so well to the original love story. Like, I think we mix up love and make it way too complicated. Yeah. And honestly, one of the most romantic, beautiful stories um, ever to come from comes right from the beginning of Genesis. Right. I mean, seriously. So that's that's what. But Matt didn't like it because you say a bad word. I didn't. I didn't really understand that. Matt. Um, I don't. I don't know. I haven't played it for him in forever. So. Right. Two people fucked and that's why we're all here. <laughs> all right. Okay, that's good enough. Good enough. They get it. Damn it. Good lord. Shit. It could have been a hit, Joe. I'll never know. You won't ever know. Good lord. All right. Okay, so I'll tell you what we're going to do next is we're going to, um, this is a special episode where we're going to show you the club, a club episode. Oh, so, wait. So the normal person who has not mm-hmm. given us money or supported us or in any way gets to hear what people... Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, and we're going to do that in just a second. <laughs> so I wanted to give people a, a taste of what Sorry. our extra episodes and club episodes are like, because <laughs> if you can believe it, they're a little less formal than this. Yeah. <laughs> they're a little more raw right. than this. They're a little bit more formal. <laughs> so just, they the, are, you know, though. where we tell personal stories and <laughs> things like that and just let it... Let it right. fly. We but humiliate ourselves. Yeah. This is Reva talks yeah. her ass off. Well, yeah, nonstop. that's why yep. I think this I one's do. cool is because Reva is is involved in this one. She tells a story. Toby right. tells a story, and that makes up the whole episode. And it, I thought it was a really fun. Uh, it, I just thought it was a really fun club episode. It would be worth sharing. Yeah, and we've had the club grow and explode a ton. In it the really past has ten weeks, especially. And I don't know what it, we're it's doing. It's been different, nonstop but, growth for ten weeks. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, and it's at at a pretty high rate, so we'll just keep rolling with that. And I thought this might even entice more people to join because it seems like we're on the right track. There's tens right. of thousands of people that listen. The club is almost at a thousand people. Our participation that the rate uh, that of what like people that are actually supporters of the thing that we do is off the charts, like percentage. Like if you a lot of times people say one percent of your listeners will support financially and stuff like that. And wow, that's crazy. Um, or, or, you know, it depends on how you count it different ways, but our stats are pretty high on that. And so, that's awesome. And I attribute it all to the community itself, but thought it'd be pretty good to uh, let people just hear one of those episodes, and then we'll probably nice. leave the episode at that because we got about 30-something minutes of it. So cool. before we do that, I want to tell you about a really awesome Tooth & Nail band. Tooth & Nail's been a sponsor of this podcast for the whole time. It's almost been a podcast. They're a great company, people we support, work with, where uh, people ask me, by the way, about the labeled podcast. Yes, it'll be right back, bigger, better than ever. Side note there. But to the nail, bad Christian, our simpatico. We get along really good. Let's check out some of the song. All right, everybody, I was rocking out so hard to In Absence, the new single, this new single you're listening to right now from Silent Planet that I broke my microphone and I'm recording 
on my phone. <laughs> In Absence is the fourth single from the band's upcoming album, When the End Began. When the End Began will be out everywhere November 2nd. That's November 2nd, but you can buy or stream four songs from it right now, this exact moment. Silent Planet will also be touring throughout the fall, headlining a nationwide tour with Stray from the Path. Those shows are going to be insane, so just go ahead and get your tickets now. Head over to iTunes and pre-order When the End Began Now, or head over to Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you stream music and listen to In Absence right now. Also on Spotify and Apple Music, make sure to follow the Silent Planet profile so you don't miss any new music that's on its way. When the End Began, November 2nd. Don't miss it. All right, let's roll this bonus club episode. And then when it ends, we won't even show back up to do a wrap. We'll just leave it hanging there. But go to the BC Club right now, open up a tab, and think about joining as you listen to the rest of the episode. All right, see y'all later. Reva, What's up? off air, you just uh, had the audacity to say you have car trouble again, that it's bad. Now, I want to set the, the scene here for everybody. I also had... Uh, unbelievable car problem this week this weekend but um i have a family uh no lots way. of bills <laughs> uh the family two cars all kinds oh, of stuff reva's saying hers is really bad as a single lady <laughs> who makes more money a year than i do just had my taxes done more money combined than my <laughs> wife and i nope and she says her that car situation that is not true. it's that another <laughs> bad car situation so let's hear it you want me to go first Sure, and and oh, how about this? Do you want to bet that mine's worse or not as bad? Wait a second. Before you make such a bet with Toby, <laughs> keep in mind that he will play the family card as an adjusted amount on the back end of whatever you're saying right now and say, <laughs> yeah. but that's not equal. That, like $1,000 no, to you is $4,000 okay. equal to me. There's I, I, no way okay, that so I set the terms before you get into this. Matt, you're, you're peaking a little bit. Maybe it's just on my end. But, yeah, I'll come down. Uh, um, okay, else. I'll do this. On the on the betting line or here, whatever, I take away my family. In this instance, I'm just a single <laughs> head to head. Toby right. Morrell. And I'll even say I'm not 42, I'm 32. So I'm not. I'm only, what, five, six years <laughs> older than you. Okay. So Toby's right, so given away already that's a bad bet so to much. take by the t- okay. if the terms are defined. But let's go head yeah. to head yeah, anyway. I don't think I'm going to take that bet. Okay. You chose wisely, young lady. You are <laughs> very smart. Well, then we probably Matt got the stories ordered the correctly. Yeah, okay, so go ahead and tell yours, Reva. What's wrong with your car? Okay, well... Also, wait, can, before you start, can you say how bad it is to you? Like, like in your life, like, how awful is this? Not Scale bad. of 1 to 10. <laughs> scale of 1 to 10. <laughs> On Okay, scale of 1 10, to 10. 10, Iowa blew up, and all your family's dead, like, and all the cornfields are gone. Yesterday morning, I was feeling like, uh, it's probably a 6 or... Yeah, probably about a 6. 6 or 7, wow. Nah, probably Dang. a six. Six point five, but she says. Now, <laughs> definitely, the whole situation was like a two. <laughs> what happened? Okay, so this weekend I went to go visit my sister in St. Louis, which is a mm-hmm. five and a half hour drive. Yep. And I was leaving on Sunday to come home, and I was planning on leaving around five so that I could get home, like you know, around midnight or so. And I didn't get left until about 7, and then uh, it was like 7.30 before I actually left. And there's this one gas station that I pretty much always stop in, in Paducah, Kentucky, which is very, it's, it's, a, it's a little hick. 
I don't know if yeah. people know that town. But. Very interesting. When Jess's mom leaves uh, Missouri to come here, the the 70-year-old lady also stops in Paducah to get her gas. But go ahead. It's like the perfect stop because it's right into Kentucky. For an old you soul. always remember it. <laughs> I stayed at a be- America's Best Inn and Suites on my last cross-country trip with the family in Paducah. In Paducah. There you it's go. True. It's a good it's stop. An underrated city. So stopped over just to get, you know, go to the bathroom, stretch my legs. Figured might as well fill up the tank while I'm here. And then go to leave. It's at, you know, 11.15, and my car won't start. <laughs> okay, pause right there. At that point, Toby, you do have to admit that the family car may be working in your favor as far as the ramifications to some degree, but on the other hand, a young, single girl in her 20s trapped in Paducah at 11 at night raises the stakes a little bit. On a Sunday. Right? Mm-hmm. That yeah, does I- raise the stakes. It it does. It, Over although two you, hours from yeah. my home, right? Imagine now four other humans in the car and three of them. <laughs> okay, wait, we'll get to we'll get to you. We'll get to you. <laughs> okay. Like, wor- like I'm just gonna throw this out here. Worst case scenario, you call an Uber and then you're in a hotel in 17 minutes from that moment. But go ahead. Yeah, there's. I I I'll looked into that. There was to, no to Ubers in Paducah, Kentucky. <laughs> Do what? I looked into that. There was no Ubers in Paducah, Kentucky. No, there might not be. You're right. There was not. They probably the got a cab. They have these things called cabs. I know you millennials don't remember those. <laughs> you think small towns have cabs? <laughs> yes. Greer Greer had one in 1982, so I'm certain Paducah in it's 2018 you call, has a cab. will be there an hour and a half and charge you $100. <laughs> yeah, it would be very miles, expensive. They, they it would be it. terrible. This no is bad. Yeah, this is I bad. I agree. In this moment, it's bad. Okay. So... I'm sorry, by the way, Reva, for how Let's just stop and talk about how sorry Joey is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, Tell us. Oh, so bad. He's the good guy. Oh, man. Oh, my Thank God. You. I'm a pastor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me let This me is just, from the guy who me. literally just said you could make up a GoFundMe and fool people <laughs> to get money. Mm-hmm. No one else even came up with that idea except for good old Pastor Joey. I've done it like five times, man. <laughs> that's all. That's that's what William, that's, William but, had a severely broken leg. Either it was going to be amputated. Or they listen. Need back to right. Everybody Reba. knows. Everybody <laughs> knows Reba. that the building fund is the original GoFundMe. Oh God, <laughs> we I all know. know that. So of course you're trained in such arts. Anyway, go ahead, Reba. Okay, so I was <laughs> trained to do everything. A was set up here perfectly for me to have a panic attack, but right. I managed to remain calm. <laughs> Good, because <laughs> it was late at night. I was tired. Yeah. I was two hours from home, didn't know what to well, do. Well, how did you myself. consciously do that? I am really curious. Like, did you think to yourself, I need to start breathe, taking deep yeah. breaths? Yeah. yeah. All those things. Yeah. Because yeah. I started like, you know, my heart started racing and I was like, oh, fuck. And then I was like, okay, nope, yeah. it'll be fine. Well, good job and inviting then, Satan into the situation by saying, uh-huh. oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes he helps out. And in you this take case, all of your emotions. I'm proud you know? of you. That is hard to do. Yeah. So I went back in. And I was like, do you guys have a mechanic on site, anything like that? Because it was a pilot, so sometimes they have diesel mechanics, which they did, but it was diesel, so he couldn't help. And so then the store manager came out and tried to jump my car. The diesel mechanic can't figure out you have a dead battery or something? (laughs) Well, the (laughs) diesel mechanic wasn't there. He said they only have diesel mechanics, but he's not there right now. And then there was another truck stop down the street, but they also, I don't know, only diesel, so whatever. But... The manager at the gas station came out, tried to help, bought a jumper cable, and that didn't work. So then I ended up calling the uh, roadside assistance on my insurance thing, Mm -hmm. and they said, 
you'll get a confirmation when they're coming. And 45 minutes later, still no confirmation of an Damn estimated it. time of arrival. <laughs> so I call them back. I'm like, what's going on? They said they called 10 different places and they all told them no because it was late on a Sunday night and no one wanted to come help. <laughs> Ugh, so then finally someone came out. Well, someone agreed to it. And then I got the confirmation text that said 45 minutes. So I was like, I've what already time is been it at here this point? 45 minutes. It was after midnight. Ugh, God. Ended up coming in like 25 minutes. So it was fine. And then jumped it right away. It was all good. Started, got home. It's like, woof, good deal. The next day, I go to start my car to go to the grocery store. It doesn't start. So I was like, not ideal. It's too late now to do anything about it because this was at like 7 p.m. on Monday night. Yeah. So I was like, okay, not going to worry about it till tomorrow. And then Tuesday came around. I was like, okay, what am I going to do? So I call, get it jumped again, take it to the mechanic. This guy's here, got it jumped, started up. Now all I got to do is get to the mechanic. That's it. I just got to right. get there. So I was driving on Ellington Parkway and I had to get off to get onto the 65 exit. So I, I was in the left lane and I had to get three lanes over to the right. And I was like, okay, got to just do it. So I sped up to get around this guy to get over there. Cop right there. Oh, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Boom. He ran my license plates and all that. Asked me when I moved to Tennessee. Gave me off, you know, with a warning on the speeding. But I got a ticket for not having my car registered to Tennessee yet. Or really? my license. 14 yeah. There's a certain deadline, I guess, that you <laughs> yeah. missed. Seems like yeah, you'd thirty give, days. Let, let that one go. Thirty or yeah, fourteen. Can, where you, can you get that one taken back if you go to court? Well, you have to. So I have to go get it registered and do all that, and then send in proof of registration, and then it's twelve dollars to get it nullified. Okay. So that's what I'll have to end up doing. Otherwise, it's like two hundred dollars. Yeah. But you can also, I think you can say you don't know if you're going to live here for good. You can just say I'm. Well, I'm yeah, just trying that's it out. that's why I haven't gotten it yet. Because I'm like. Right. I don't I mean, know how just told somebody and say you that. don't live here. Well, let's pray. Let's pray about this. I think that it's it kind of has a it, it's. I, I think you're in a yoke, Reva. Why didn't you tell the cop that you didn't live there? Okay, we don't have <laughs> to pray. Well, I had. He also took my insurance and my insurance card is Tennessee because I got that switched over. Ah, uh, I see. So <laughs> I couldn't lie. Well, there you go. <laughs> I mean, that's funny. You know, it just depends. Yeah. I, I do really bad things and lie to cops and get off, and you speed and tell the truth and get tickets. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was driving through Seattle one time in Matt's car and noticed a yield sign flying by me and said, uh-oh, and smashed into another car. Okay, so then what happened, Reva? With the, uh, did, the, did you get to the mechanic? Yeah, I got to the mechanic, and then uh, they said they didn't know if they were going to get me in. That day or the next day, so I just took an Uber home. But then it ended up just being a battery, so they put in a new battery. One time I took an Uber home. You, okay, but, but got it. So after that, did, was fine. you didn't want you didn't just want to go to O'Reilly and get the battery tested, is what I told you to do. Well, yeah, but here's the thing: I had to get it jumped. I told you to go your, it would it would fail again. Whatever failed the first yeah. time would fail again, and you need to go get your battery tested. Didn't I say that? Yeah, but I guess I don't know enough about O'Reilly. Oh, I, knew, AutoZone, I knew the <laughs> AutoZone. Well, <laughs> anywhere where they test it and replace it for you for free on the spot, and you're done in five minutes, and it's all done. Right. Anywhere that's every auto parts store. 
Yeah, I mean, all you got to do is walk in and they go, oh, you got a bad battery. Now, the only thing See, it could be, too, though, things. is you could have a bad alternator as well. That's yeah, I know you I don't know. Recently. That's why I told you it, though. Yep. Totally. That's the yeah, part where I told tell you You what just to said do. that they would test it. Well, they also sell them in the building that tests them. <laughs> the auto parts store. I didn't know about it. She doesn't know enough about O'Reilly Auto Parts to know that. How would she have known they actually sell batteries? Should yours be If bad? only they had a web <laughs> test it for free that showed what they sold. But if so that you know, wasn't what it, they then do. I would still have to figure out from there how to get to a mechanic and all that. Right. I think you just Google map it and then you're done would be my next suggestion to the Yeah, but I would have had to get it jumped to get there. Like, well, okay. I don't how much go to was it to get the, to the new battery? How much are they charging you? It was 210 with the parts and the labor. Labor. So yeah. so double the what yeah, about double cost you paid. you if you'd have done what I said. And since you were driving on the highway, you got a ticket. And the too. ticket cost too. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Keep going. I love it. <laughs> we just care. We just, just care. care about you. You guys are fucking assholes, man. Yep. I know. Well, <laughs> that's my goal. Harm people by by trying to help them and then them not listening. And then that really twists the knife and I get them in the end. That's my that's my way I love to hurt people. <laughs> I don't care about. Reva showed you. <laughs> well, what was I supposed to do? Like call you and ask you all that detail right yes. before I? Of course, you of don't course. Care. You call. I mean, I mean what you don't want to know that all that. <laughs> what are you? Of acting course, like? you, you can't take care call of stuff Matt. Myself. You don't want. <laughs> you don't call Matt when you have a technical problem that needs solving. <laughs> I, I mean, Reva, that's I pay true. you I for do that. that. <laughs> I pay people to let me do that. <laughs> I mean, you don't. I, I mean, your roommate. Call your roommate calls me. Your roommate, Andy Nichols, that lives right behind you, calls me about his alternator, and that's how we connect, and I help him install yeah. it over the phone. I mean, that's, that's like that's a what I do. job for Matt. I, I mean, <laughs> that, I mean uh, okay. But even the information I gave you was sufficient to save you hundreds of dollars with the, if you include the ticket. Well, Drive to the auto parts store. Guys, she feels anyway, good about her so, decision. Yeah, but I still had to get it jumped to get to the wherever I was going to go, so I figured... I only want they, to have to go to one place. So well, at the auto parts the store, they have jumpers, cables, yeah. and these things that automatically jump your car too. Anyway, Reva, li- well, let's get you told the story. Learning. At least you're living and learning. I just live. I don't. I don't right. learn. So yeah, yeah, you still true. know way more about cars than Joey Spencer. Exactly. That's true. That's true. You'd be well, surprised. let's let's, let's test this. This we're at the midpoint of this episode already. So let's let's set the midpoint. We're here with what Reva and Joey, starting with Joey, think alternators do, and then. We'll go on with Toby's story. So go ahead. So alternators basically decide where the uh, the power be ser- be is serious, run though. from. I'm be being serious. serious. Okay. I'm being serious. So basically, once you once you turn on the car, uh, you don't want all of the energy coming straight from the battery because if so, it just drains the battery. Where the alternator is is, is it kind of like recycling the energy almost? That's okay, Reva. It can charge the battery. What do you have, Reva? Don't yeah, I don't know. I just know that it has some function in starting the car. That's about my extent of that. It does not have a function in starting the car. Okay. Well, I'm doing good then. <laughs> not a direct function. It has a passive function. I've learned function. a good bit about the radiator. and. Uh, well, I know that that's one of the things that, like, you know, with starting the car, it could be the battery or it could be the alternator. So well, the, the alternator charges the battery, and as a voltage regulator, and charges the battery. And then, if the if the alternator is not working, your battery is working until your battery's dead and no longer charges. So ah. the uh, so if your battery dies and then 
you jump it and then it dies again, it's because the alternator hadn't been charging it would be how that would most likely work. Anyway, uh, let's get to Toby's story here because that one took a little bit. Yeah, time. Uh, mine was I had to change my oil. <laughs> That's a nine and a half, Toby. I'm oh, so sorry God. it happened to you and your loved ones. So, yeah, take that, Reba. God. Okay, so I was stuck in Paducah, Kentucky by myself on a Sunday night where no mechanics wanted to come out and help. But you had to change you your oil. Your kids, oh my Toby. god! Hey, well, here's the difference. Toby called me to verify that it needed 3.8 liters, and I felt so appreciated at that point. Uh, well, Toby, you're a better friend than I am. Uh, I'm just kidding. Mine is horrifically worse and life changing. Uh, probably the <laughs> the worst, one of the worst things that has ever happened to me in this life, and I am not joking at all. Uh, Matt knows the story because I called him a little bit, but. Uh, I don't want to say too much because some of the details are still out there. I had to get recorded today through my insurance company. But I got into an accident uh, Saturday morning where uh, I was in our Honda Pilot, and I was pulling out into a four-lane road. And uh, so two lanes to my left and two lanes across the way to my right, and I'm pulling out to, to turn left. Look to my left, and uh, I see a car, but I'm like, oh, yeah, I got it. Look to my right. Yeah, I got it. Uh, pull into the first lane, totally fine. Pull into the next lane, and all of a sudden, something shoots by me and hits the front of the car. And uh, it is a motorcycle. Oh, I, man. I had no clue. I, in the moment, all I could think was, what in the world? Was that an animal? What was it? I just, it, it, it was so fast. It was so fast. I just can't even believe it. And then I'm literally thinking, what what do I do right now? What is happening? Like it, it, everything, I, I don't, I don't think I was in shock because I don't know exactly what shock is or what people you feel. I mean, like it had it, to be really loud, right? It wasn't as loud as you think. It was that I, I can hear the sound in my head. I can still hear it. Like it, I could recall it right now. Um, like I woke up last night and dude, just, you're scaring me, man. I, is, I know. I woke up last night and just heard the the noise. And so I go, okay, uh, I'm in the middle. Let me pull across the two lanes and uh, park off the shoulder so I can get my car out of the way. I pull over, and then I'm sitting in my car, and I go, I'm getting out of my car, and I, there might be a dead person out there. That, so that you hit, know it by this time that it was a motorcycle. You already know that. I assumed at that point, yeah, because it was going so fast. And then, and then I remember hearing the noise, like, you know, thing. I heard other cars screeching their brakes, all kinds of stuff. And uh, I was just like, oh, God, oh, this, what, it is the craziest thing. Like, I was getting out, and everything was kind of in slow motion. Even now, like, I still, still I'm really shook by this. So I get out of the car, and I see the motorcycle guy laying on the ground, and two guys are standing over him. Oh, my And I'm like, God. oh, no, oh, no, no, God, please, please, what is happening? God, please, you know, like, this is the number one time I cry out to God. You know, don't, don't, don't cry out to God as much as I should. And uh, in this moment, there ain't no other place to turn. There ain't nothing else. So I walk up to the guy, and then I see him. He's moving, and he's just going, ah, ah. And, and they t he takes his helmet off, and I think he had his helmet on for a minute, and then he took it off. And he's just going, ah, and he's holding his knee, and his knee just looks all bloody and cut up and stuff. But he's kind of rolling around, and he's just going, ah, ah, and I'm just shaking at this point. And, like, I think my eyes are starting to tear up, and I'm just like, I'm so sorry. I said, I'm the person that hit you. 
said, I am so sorry. And, and you know, and, and he's just, I, I didn't want to keep talking to him because I know he's in agony. So I kind of stopped for a minute and I said, uh, and we, I stood there for a minute and they said they were calling 911 and all this stuff and the cops were going to be there. So uh, um, my car I now is, you know, I don't know, 25 yards away. So I decided to move my car closer to this side. You know, I don't even know why. I don't even know what I was thinking. But I moved my car over to the side I was and I went back and I and he's sitting up now. And I was like, man, I am so sorry. And he's just looking at me and he's saying, and he looks at me and says, it's okay, man. It's just an accident. Just, you know, just fix my bike. It's okay. This was an accident. You're all right. Calm down, man. Just calm down. I was like, I am so sorry. I, I didn't see. I thought I had it clear both ways. I was pulling into this median, which was an actual lane even. It wasn't even just a median. And, uh, and it was so fast and, and everything. And it was just, I mean, it, it just shook me so bad because I was like, I don't think, I, I mean, I could have waited, but in any other instance, I've done that a million times. I don't think I made a mistake, but still, I mean, I, I think I'm going to probably be at fault or whatever because I was in his lane at that time, you know, I, unless he were to say he was speeding, which obviously he wouldn't do that. Um, and he was such a nice guy. I mean, he's a great guy. He really was. I mean, he was taking, he's sitting on the ground injured and he's taking the time to try and make me feel better. And I was like, holy crap. So, uh, I had just, a helmet on. Yes. Thank God. And so at this point, I'm like, thank you, God. You kept this guy alive. He's not dead. You know, I mean, I just can't believe it. So the cops come and they take him away in an ambulance, I think, just at least for precautionary stuff and clean him up, you know, bruised and cut up and stuff like that. I mean, uh, for what it could have been, I just can't believe it. Um, and that's why I don't, I don't know if I'm, I don't think this matters. I don't know if this, this isn't a legal case. My insurance is, uh, talked to him today and they're going to cover it. And I think, both his insurance might do something. My insurance might do something. I don't really want to go into all those details, but um, I was uh, just so shook. And then I had to drive home, and it was it was all this crazy stuff because I felt like, man, I just it. I knew I, I was trying to uh, get back because Jess was going to a, like a Beth Moore conference, and I was like, I'm going to be late for this and all this stuff. And I just it, it, like it. It felt like the biggest weight of my life. And I, and I even told Matt this, like when I, when I got up to the guy, one of the guys was like, I said, I'm the guy that hit him. He's like, oh man, glad you stopped. He said, a lot of people don't stop. They keep going, going after this. And they, they go, and I, but I have to admit there was a, just, I mean, it was a split second. I was just like, this is awful. I just don't want to be here. Can I please get away? Like yeah. that thought oh, crossed my no. mind. Not That's that like I was the going, bad dream feeling, right? The yeah, bad yeah. dream feeling where you're like, oh, I'm going to jail and I can't get away and I should be able to get away, but I can't. This is it, and then you wake yeah. up, but you can't wake. This is the same feeling, but you can't wake right. up. Yeah, Ugh. exactly. I mean, it yeah. really felt that surreal. Like, I, I mean, I've still a couple times gone. That was real, right? Because I've had terrible dreams, like mm-hmm. where you did something you couldn't stop, or you pulled out, and, or just something stupid, you know. Mm-hmm. And but this was real, and of course I didn't stop, and I wasn't going to. I, I mean, of course I did stop. I wasn't going to run. I knew that wouldn't. Even, I mean, I at, at that moment I was just like, what, and you know. This is, of course, the right thing to do, no matter what. There's somebody that could be laying there dying, and I have to go help them or whatever. But when I got out of that car, I just, I mean, it was the craziest thing. I opened my door, and I literally, to be walking towards somebody that was completely healthy one minute ago and now might be dying, and it was Mm -hmm. uh, from the front of my car. It just shook me just so bad. So I I went home, and I've still just been... 
kind of recovering. I mean, like I said, best case scenario, this is a terrific thing, but the guy was really nice. It seems like he's okay. Um, they found out some injury stuff, I think, but he think mostly he's going to be all right. I don't know all the details, so don't, don't quote me on any of this, but, um, overall, I think, you know, things will go back to normal. Um, mm-hmm. there's accident forgiveness with my insurance. So my insurance rates won't even raise or any, I mean, like, but it's just like, I don't feel, I don't know. Like I, it, it, I just, I like that day, um, I wrote down like this list of things that I just want to change or be different. Or if I wasn't here what anymore, or, you know, like it, it's just so much changed when it, it was an accident. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I didn't intentionally do anything. This guy didn't mm-hmm. intentionally do anything. There wasn't like, there was no, Oh man, I really screwed up because I did this. It was like, this happened and I'm in the middle of it. And there's no, like, it's made me think so much of how in the world has, how do you uh, join the military and be in a war? How how do you go through a child dying? Mm-hmm. How do you go through a car accident and somebody does die? I mean, how do you go through making things and your product ends up hurting people or something like that? Like, I don't know how you live with the weight of stuff. Like it is, it was overwhelming. And, and I'll say this too. It was the first time I probably have ever felt like I totally understood Joey's depression. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I, uh, I was out there and I couldn't, I knew exactly the entire situation. I knew that the guy was alive and most likely going to be okay. I mean, of course he was injured, but he was going to be okay. I knew I had good insurance. I knew that this was an accident and I could not, even with all the knowledge, all the logic, everything, I could not stop myself from just not being in control in a way. Like mm-hmm. in control in the sense of I was crying. I was a little bit shaking. I couldn't like they asked me to sit on my front bumper and I couldn't even do it because my legs felt so weak. I just and I and I hadn't been able to stop the feeling. Like there's this feeling like Joey when he he, he does his there's this feeling in your chest. Like I have that right now and I cannot I mean I can I'm when I say I can't control it, what I mean is oftentimes I just can. Like Reva said, you know, she just goes, mm-hmm. I could go into a panic attack right now, but I'm not going to. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to get through this. I did that mostly. I've been doing these breathing things. Like I've been doing, it's really crazy. It's almost like I have to every, it's probably once an hour. I just take this deep breath because I feel like this overwhelming thing's kind of hitting me. And I just, I, I don't know, but it's the first time where I was like, oh, this is exactly probably what Joey's trying to describe all these years. Like it's, I know every detail. I know every single thing. I even know the good here and the bad, and I can't, stop myself from this weird weakness this weird feeling of I, i'm not in control or of everything or something like that i don't know i've got a question I, about it do you think you would have felt differently it affected you less if you were 25 if i was 25 mm-hmm. <sighs> no i don't know i i mean i think so i think I being think a so. dad changes everything well, what? I also I also what? have dad. a. I think, think it's being what, a dad. Joey? I'm sorry, I can't. Being, said a, being dad, a dad. Being like, a dad. I think that. I think you see human life differently after you have a kid. That's just my. Well, thing. I will yeah. say this: I felt in this accident almost more prepared. Like it's it's crazy. Like we, uh, you know, re-upped our insurance. I don't know a few months ago, back in June or something. And I was just talking. To, I was like, "Oh, we only have fifty thousand dollars in coverage." I was like, "How much is it for a hundred? She's like, "Oh, it's this much." I was like, "Okay, yeah." Like I made the adult decision uh, mm-hmm. based on my family. <laughs> like, oh, why don't we go ahead and get the 100000 Because it's a little bit more, but, you know, no big deal. And that, that way, and so that, like, in a way, 25-year-old Toby would have been way less prepared 
and uh, who knows where I would have been. So part of me is like being an adult and 42-year-old man, I, like I'm the guy now, the 25-year-old goes, oh, well, he had everything set up right. You know what yeah, I mean? That, I, like, I just mean that I feel like what you're brushing up against here is not car accidents are scary or I got to be more careful, but it sounds more to me like somebody who's about the age of 40, midlife crisis. Yeah. Not, not that it's a crisis, just that you fully grasp you have the ability I see what you're saying. to fully grasp mortality and the consequences right. of power, like right. the power of a car, the power of the autonomy to your choice. You know, when you're 18 at least, you don't have, you know, I think back to my dad t- warning me about stuff. He was trying to convey to me when Matt was young and stupid that, but he couldn't. Right. My dad knew that when when he when I would go rock climbing with Seth and do you know yeah. like rappel off of bridges and stuff when I'm 20 years old as as careless as people like to think I am or I may be I I can feel my dad knowing things about consequences and mortality that I right. couldn't perceive or know at the time and so it comes at a time when I think you just start to cross into you know a kids are a big lever in that but it's something about this age where you can see the halftime and the, <laughs> it's just yeah. like those things are all related aren't they yeah see it's, yeah, it's I crazy because right. i i think in almost like a mystic i don't know maybe that's not the right word I, i'm but i'm thinking about i don't think your brain will ever be the same because it it tasted the possibility mm-hmm. of you killing someone right and and behind your wheel like, I, does your brain like? Is there something different in your brain that will never go back to normal just because Definitely. for for a little while you had to entertain that thought? I, I don't think there's any there. There's a degree of never going back because your brain experienced yeah. that. Well, I mean, that's the thing that two things bother me the most. One that yeah, like that feeling of like the first thing you say when something horrific happens is just no, 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 no. This like it almost went to like this isn't real reality. This isn't like almost like we were talking about. It's a, this is a dream. You're asleep. It, it can't be this bad. That nothing this bad has ever happened to you. You know, I, mean? I can. It's it's crazy. Y'all know this story, but there's two things, uh, probably three things in my life, I guess now that uh, I would say that I can just recall immediately. One, y'all know this story. We were in Seattle. I was a worship leader at Mars Hill. I heard Ruby playing in the front living room. Uh, and then she starts crying. She was supposed to be I coming to bed. Story. I was in her room saying, come to bed. And I walk out. She walks towards me and falls over. And then I pick her up, and her eyes roll back in her head, and she's shaking. And I can take myself to that moment uh. immediately. And I pull her close to me. And then she – it was almost like she, you know, um, I, I don't know. They, everything was fine. We took her to the doctor, no problems or whatever. Um, then, you know, sitting in there and hearing that Jess had breast cancer from the doctor. And I'm like, wait, What? I mean, my wife's in her 30s. What the hell? Are you, like that, I can just take myself back there. And then that sound of that motorcycle hitting mm-hmm. the front of my car. Like I just, that that thing. And, and it's just like, I can't, it, it feels so, all those things. I, I mean, of course, like I said, I could have waited, not pulled out into the traffic. I thought I had it, you know. Um, but all those things, no control. Mm-hmm. Couldn't couldn't stop it. I, I mean, there wasn't there wasn't a oh Toby. If you think of it this way, or or, or prepare this way, or this is just you're in it, and now what? And, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, how do you right. handle it? Like, it will, so much of this life seems like oh preparation, preparation, preparation. But then there, mm-hmm. it just is so. Re- 
it revealed to me like there's so much too of there is no preparation for certain things. How will you handle it and what does it mean? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I just really uh, thought about things a lot differently probably in the last four or five days, whatever it is, just about what that means and what it means to like how much not control, how much, you know, nothing we have. And, and hey, is that and, why you, uh, is there any correlation with you reading the Bible more? No, I haven't read the Bible. I hadn't cracked the Bible open once. <laughs> no, you, you told me on the phone that you've been reading the Bible more. You don't remember telling me that? I don't know just, if I said it that way. I haven't cracked the Bible. I don't think I would have said I've been reading the Bible more. I'm sorry. He meant, he, that's his code word for like using drugs. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. That is no, so crazy. No, no, no. Yesterday, I think you misunderstood. You no, I, I'm sorry. I was talking about in the generalized way, the way I read the Bible is more this way. Not gotcha. I read this scripture. You see what I'm saying? Gotcha. Does that make sense? I, I, no, I haven't cracked Joe the Bible. Joe was hopeful to hear but that you had I've started. definitely talked to God a lot more and <laughs> have thought of it in a way different. Uh, Do you believe in him more? I don't know if I ever believed in him less. I, I don't know. Like I just, I, it's, it's just, uh, the, I went to church this Sunday and the pastor was talking about God's favor upon us and you want God's favor. And I was just like, I just, it's just there. If you're here on earth, no matter how shitty it is, you actually have it and it might be awful and terrible and you're going to fuck up again. I'm going to fuck up again. That's what's really devastating. I'm, I, right. This isn't yes. like it's a mistake oh man, life that you changing. made, but not one yeah. that you could have prevented. Yeah, and and right. even yeah. ones I can not prevent, reason. I'm going to fuck up. Like well, I'm, you won't I'm be able to prevent making mistakes bad. of that magnitude. Basically. Right. And, like and yeah, you so, can avoid that mistake again, yeah. but mistakes and, of that magnitude are inevitable, and they can have consequences that are just unthinkable. Right. And so it's not it's not a thing where I feel like people really do want you to, especially uh in the church world that if you have god on your side then you are mm-hmm. life is going to be great and it's going to be awesome it's, and it's just not true in the sense of bad things less bad things will happen to you no maybe equal amount or more and yet i mean it really is in the moment what is god real like it, is god real enough for me uh to stay and not run <laughs> from that situation or is god real enough for me to you know now uh think about the way i live my life and see if there are things that are better. Like I just, I, I'm thinking of it that way. Like when I was telling you about reading the Bible in a different way, um, it's just like, I'm, I'm just looking at it more. Like we, we just don't need to miss the stories are us. Like the, the Peter is me or the Paul is us or whatever it might be. Like all these people, this whole Bible thing, we're getting so caught up in the factual side of it, the literal side of it, that we are completely missing the beauty that man, sometimes you are a tiny person and you climb up a tree, and Jesus sees you and says, come, let's have dinner. Like sometimes you deny Christ as many times as possible with whatever you want to do, and he's still there and says, ah, you deny me, man, right? You deny, I mean, do you believe? Yeah, I believe. Yeah, I believe. Okay, don't you understand? I do believe. I was just scared. That's what God wants you to tell the truth. Like there's so much truth. Matt, Matt's got me reading this book um, called Invisible Ink, and it's just the, the guy, when he says, when you tell a story, it's about story writing. It says, always tell the truth. And I'm, I, I think I've, my eyes have been opened up a little bit to that more of like, what, what is truth? Are we, do we really, uh, do we need to obsess over facts or do we need to obsess over truth? Like, what is it? What is this story? It, does it matter that there was an actual uh, boat that was this big or that God was trying to say something to people because they just didn't even give a shit at all about anything anymore? Or what, you know, what is, what is the story? So mm-hmm. anyway, I, I, not trying to get too biblical or philosophical here. I will totally fuck up again, make a bunch of mistakes, and that's what I want to be aware of. 
that that's just that that's the preparation I can have. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be there. And so just like Reva's story, like that th- your car's going to break down again. Something bad's going to happen. You're going to need your computer's going to break down one second before you need it. And in the it's not that the computer broke down. It is who are you after that? Like after that, are you the person that's going to panic? Are you the person that's going to hyperventilate and die and lose your shit and be mad at somebody? I could have, you know, I mean, I could have easily walked out of that car and said, you ran into my car. You mm-hmm. did this. You caused me this. Why did you do that? And blame, blame, blame. And I just felt completely humbled of it doesn't even matter about that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm Toby. I, I need God. I need. So well, anyway, not to bum y'all well, out. Well, I got a little no, bit that's... of a bone to pick with you on that one, Toby. Great. Your story, I mean, it that was it was pretty that was pretty bad. Gotta admit, that was pretty yep. bad. But I wouldn't call that a bone to pick. Yeah. That was not car issues. <laughs> <laughs> well, well All let's right. just go ahead and wrap it cars. on up though. Yeah, let's so wrap that. Just, we, yeah, we, you, you could have told Reva Professor that yours Jokester involved the life of a human being. <laughs> hey, man, I ain't got my glasses on. Can't see real good. Was Reva trying to tell a joke? <laughs> no, well, see, it's not a joke at all. We, I appreciate both your stories and see the gravity in, but we do need to go ahead and have the audience vote at this time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Toby's existential crisis. Okay. Or Reva's battery died. Yep. Toby's Since, was I, not I don't know what issues, I don't know what it looks like from their point of view. So his family the, wasn't with him. So there's two things in the setup there that were not. So we'll just say, so again, Toby's, Toby's or Reva had a dead battery. You, you vote. Y'all be the deciders. But BC Club, I just started a GoFundMe just to get Toby in a better place mentally. So go to right. Toby's mind. No, Joey, your GoFundMe is for you to deal with the mental anguish you from hearing yeah, the you st- know two what that stories. You on Joey to hear all that? Yeah. You know how hard it was for Joey's Pastor Joey Smithson to hear those two stories? <laughs> I'm done. I can't do any more podcasting today, guys. Good. Done.